Fever appears to be one pace. Dynaston Cucard, the next two. Silviniaco Conti is heading towards the final fence. The 18th and last fence, he's up and over safely. Dynast is chasing him and trying to close him down. Champagne Fever behind that, but it's Silviniaco Conti becomes the 14th jewel winner of the race. He wins it well. Dynast in second place. Alpha Alvarez grabs third place. Hello and welcome to the second podcast this week, and this is a Christmas Fever has taken over the racecaller.com studios here and we are very excited to be going through all the big racing over Christmas just like the other podcasts because it's about five minutes after so of course they're all still here I'm joined by Rob Egan, David Weldon and Eugene Cosgrove it's the best division I've ever seen for a Gold Cup it's the most exciting, it's a golden, golden generation and we'll start off with one of the trials which is the King George I think everyone who follows me on Twitter or knows me at all uh, knows that I will be all over Don Cossack We'll start off with you, Eugene, and what trends and what horses would you fancy this? Uh, trends, you're looking at aged five to seven or previous winner of the race. French breads have won nine of the last ten. Last nine winners opposed to racing post riding a one six nine on the previous start. Uh, previous winner over three miles, that's the last ten winners. Uh, same with that grade one chase winner, not the last ten winners. And uh, nine of the last ten had finished in the top two over the course and distance, generally in either the Feltham or the previous King George. Um, and then the Betfair chase has obviously recently been the key trial um, but for Kato Star having fallen in the Betfair chase in 2008 9 of the last 10 winners had have finished, would have finished in the top 3 in the Betfair chase before going to Canton so obviously you're looking starting with the Betfair chase cue card very impressive winner of the race but he's 0 from 3 in, at Canton in, you know, in the King George I kind of find it hard even, you know, even if the breathing op is done wonders I just I couldn't back him at the price Sylvian Conti he just loves Cheltenham he's won the race the last two years Cheltenham. sorry yeah <laughs> yeah um, sorry so if you ignore his Cheltenham runs and his seasonal debuts his chase record becomes nine wins three places from 13 runs so when he's had a runner his belt and he's not running at Cheltenham he's a hell of a horse he probably isn't good enough to beat the best of you know Don Cossack or Vitor but just because he's running, you know, it's at Kempton. If he drifts out he's on the, the day, he's the one. He's the one I'd want to back each way yeah. if I can get if I can get ten to one, which might now because Tom Seagal's put him up might be you know Tom unrealistic. Seagal. He has as an anti-post bet. Um, for me, the one to beat on the form has to be Don Cossack. His fifteen-length defeat of Q Card at Aintree, seven-length win over Jack Adam Road to Riches at Punchestown. I mean, that's that's the best form in the race. He's proven over three miles. Vitor two things he jumped you know he jumps left-handed which would put me off he hasn't won over three miles yet so you know he could he could just be real top class but i i'm not interested in that price um and then of the others you know if jack adam was to run but it's lucky he will i, I would have thought he'd have been interesting but he's not going to go there petit zig's got a very good record right-handed but i don't think he's good enough and Alfaroff placed in the race, you know, a couple of times, but he's probably just getting on. And there's no, you know, he could maybe make a place. He's not going to win it. I think Don Cossack's the most likely winner, and I'd hope to get maybe a good each way price about Sylvian Conti because I think he could run into a place. And you know, if if something strange happens, he could definitely win it again. That was one of my favourite images of last season. Actually, was a uh, Conti's jump at the last last year, spectacular. Mm. Just to jump away from the field, he absolutely adores the track. Rob, you went from last time in the Betfair. I know he was turned over. We all quite fancy yeah, him, actually. I, I, yeah, sorry. I, I actually tipped him up for the anti-post look when we did the anti-post preview. Oh, um, he did his right, yeah. yeah. for this race. But I don't know. I think he's fairly short. Like, he was... We talked about him being 7-1. to one, and Now he's 8-1. to one. I know Eugene said Tom Segal tipped him up, but it looks a bad price to me. Like, when Q car is 7-2 to two and he's after stuffing him at Haydock. But at the same time, he, he, stu- he, he stuffed him pretty much the same distance yeah. to 2013. I know. Uh, I, I get what you mean, but... Again, I'd want twelve to one or you know fourteen to one for me to, because even if even if he beats Cucard, he's still got the two top two in the market to, yeah, to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So looking at those two, I think Don Costa is short enough at the price. Um, if you taking on it, the English don't like him. If was an each way price, I'd back him. Um, this 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 race is going to paint a much clearer picture for the Gold Cup. Like if Vator doesn't stay, which I think he will actually, because he's by Robin Deschamps, and I think. An easy three miles around Kempton, he could stay if he gets it. I think Thompson I mentioned about horses when they jump in front, if they might just get into a rhythm, and he just might be hard to peg back. So I know he's short price, yeah, so last two five to two, yeah. 
if he if he's three lengths in front, he just might be hard to but peg. But you know, will he get in front? Will Cucard not go out in front as well? They not think. I mean, Conte likes to go in front. Yeah, but they, tr- they tried to hold up Cucard in this race before, and it turned out very badly for them. So I don't think they're going to want to do that again. Smart, uh, smart place isn't going here, is he? No, it doesn't look like it. But he's kept it, he's kept it open, but he said the Cotswolds is the more likely one again. Yeah, look, I didn't like Vatour's uh, prep run against Petizic. I thought it was awful, but I just think... He so, no fight he, really. He either, does. Really he, for some reason, some runs, he seems to come alive in both, both runs at Cheltenham after being absolutely excellent. So I'm kind of judging him on them and hoping he can produce that magic again. Absolutely perfect, Rob. That's completely fair enough. And uh, David, um, who do you fancy here? Yeah, I love Don Cossack. I adore him, but fights too. I wouldn't be back to the post. I'd be waiting back him on the day and um, I think you might even get 4-1 to because I think they're going to try and take him on and I think all the money would be for Q card 4-1 I think you get 4-1 the day in the morning but the way the bookies are pushing horses out on the morning you know assuming Q card Sivianaki Conti Vitor Don Cossack will turn up I think yeah the ones they will the bookies want will try and get are Don Cossack and probably Q card because I think the Vator just because Vator Vator is the one with the star he, factor I think he'll drift because there's so much question marks around him no people you well, see I, reckon I know people, people see people be out drinking <laughs> and the same thing happened with Bally Casey on Grand National Day everyone that knew anything about horse racing knew Bally Casey was not staying four and a half miles but when he went out that day he went in from 33s into 20s because people out drinking that day or out and about they see Ruby Walsh Willie Mullins and they put a bet down and that's what's going to happen yeah and now they see Willie Mullins Ruby Walsh Richard Richie, Richie. and, and they're going to put it oh, off yeah. get her Grand. No, Grant. Vator, oh, he won me a race at Cheltenham last year. Yeah. And they'll, they'll back him. And they'll come for Q card and they'll come for Conti as well. And Don Cossack will drift. And he'll get 4 to 1. And it'll be an each way bet to nothing on the day. Well, I, I think he'll drift in the morning. I think the smart yeah. money oh, goes yeah. to the race. Yeah. So, yeah. So I he think might even be back in the morning. He might, he might be back overnight. Yeah. And then look, drift up to Has Channel 4 starting. Same thing happened with Eric Connor. These really Irish horses. You know, like the, the other yards of William yeah. Mullins. They tend to drift because Eric Connor opened up 9 to 4. For the triumph, he won it four to one. Yeah. Um, it happens. These smaller Irish stables, for some reason, in jumps racing, they tend to latch on to the Hendersons and the Nichols. Yeah. And I'm praying to God anyway he drifts out. Yeah. But one, uh, Dave, sorry. Yeah, well, Don Cossack is the worthy favourite. He's the highest rated horse in over fences. Um, it's the wrong way around for the tour. Completely, he doesn't run well at Christmas. He blew up last year and getting stuffed by Clarecam. Um, and he walked through a fence. In fairness, he got stuffed by Clarecam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Only time he's been beaten. Yeah, but like, it's the wrong way around. He jumps so poorly going that way. He, his and that JLT is highly questionable, nevertheless. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is the only time he's eaten, but he's never run over three miles. And you would have said Petizig was almost coming back at him last day, uh, despite the fact that Petizig was yeah. giving him weight. And Petizig was stuffed. And Petizig was knackered. Stuffed by Alfaroff <laughs> yeah. in the Peterborough chase. You know, yeah. he, d- he definitely would come on for that first run, because there's no way he was 100%. Yeah. Uh, the three miles doesn't bother me for... Um, I, I don't think Kempton rides like three miles. Yeah, it's not a real. It's, it's still a test. It's, 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 it's a test. Probably gluey ground. And and at a fast pace. And you know, even if three miles doesn't test you, if it's going that fast, then it's jumping. You know, under pressure as opposed to being yeah. allowed to just bolt out on his own. I think Ruby said after Watch the last your long run made it a proper test. Remember long run and Captain Chris and long run got yeah. back up on the line to him. It can become a proper test. Yeah. Yeah. It's nearly like a national distance the way they run it. Like everyone goes on about being an easy three miles, but not in a grade one. Competitive race like this is going to be like it's probably going to be 12 runners in this. It's not, it hasn't been a competitive race because Conti's just slipped him yeah. every time. Because I'm, I do accept your point about Vettor slipping him because, as um, Noel Feely said last year on the morning line about Conti, between the second last and the last flints, you can slip them when you're in front. If you jump that quickly, it's a speed you're track. Gone. Captain's a speed track in you know, general, it, I think. Exactly. So, you know, there just might be a little bit of a bias there you see, for Vettor. As Gordon Elliott said, though. He said, we're keeping it simple. Yeah. We're going out in the first three or four. They're going to follow the tour. Yeah. Gordon Elliott is not going to yeah. make he's make sure. And Brian Cooper, we have to remember, and I know this might sound harsh, he gave Don Cossack an absolute stinker at the Challenge Festival. Over an inadequate trip. Yeah, but still, it doesn't matter. He didn't let the horse come back to himself after the mistake. He rushed him up, ran up the arse of two horses at the second last fence. Nearly, how that horse didn't fall that day, I still don't know. And he ran on again. Brian Cooper has come back this season twice the jockey, in my opinion. His riding Don Polly a few weeks back was outstanding. But as as Eugene said, Don Cossack is far and away the best bet in this race, I believe. I believe that he's he's beaten the best horses that any of them have. He's won the best races. And simply put, um, the form of that Punchestown Gold Cup win, it was a mesmerizing performance. 
and the form is strong. Yeah. Jack Adam has come out since in one, Road to Riches has come out since in one, and Don Kostek, if I was to get 4 to 1 in the morning. Um, People argue that form isn't as strong because Road to Riches and Jack Adam ran in a Gruden Gold Cup. But they also forget that Don Cossack ran in between the lane three as well. Like, and the sort of shows had done the same thing and went yeah. on and won the Punchdown Gold Cup yeah. after finished second in an equally attritional yeah. Gold Cup that he, him and Long Run took, took each other on from two out. I just think Don Cossack is the better of the year for me anyway. And Rob? Matur. Of Phelan's boy, if I ever get to it, at 40 to 1. At really? Yeah. Ran after the Belter today. Okay, Still in the race. Won an RSA. He did the Welsh Nationals up. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a class horse and think of the prices. He's an absolute overbet. I was expecting to see 16 to 1 quotes to save him. He was that impressed. Beat Salcito Sunrise by 15 lengths, making all and getting tired and then picking up. And he could have won by more had he not yeah. hit that flat spot. And Eugene? Um, well, I think Don Kazak the most likely winner. If I can get 7 to 2 or bigger, I'll definitely back him. Um, and if I can get, let's say, 10 to 1 about Sylvian Conti, I'll definitely back him yeah. each way. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, uh, on that Where's point. If I can get 4 to 1 on Don Kazak, I'll back him. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking at 94 now and I'm so saying I'm not going <laughs> to yeah no. Well, no a lot of it does come down to price and but it, like, you know, I, th- I think there's any, nearly all value has been squeezed out of the anti-post market at this point so yeah. we're all going to wait for day of the race yeah. I wouldn't you know I, Vitor would have to get out to yeah, quite big price for me to be interested I'd say I know he's a class animal but I just don't want to back him at three miles going right handed absolutely perfect lads okay so we'll just quickly go on to the other cards the other races at this meeting as well uh, just a quick thing anyone taking on Spinter Sacker, Rob? No, actually, I um, I kind of had a vision watching that race, that slower chase, because me and you kind of said, oh, you know, gosh. Spinter Sacker is for the bin. I could just see David Weldon's... <laughs> you never I, said that. <laughs> I, could, I, could say, I could see David Weldon's face at the top of the Cheltenham oh. Hill. And, you wouldn't uh, mind. You know, like, I don't like sore losers, but Dave's a sore winner. Yeah, he's a sore winner. He's hard to be around. <laughs> I thought I've given you so many winners in this podcast. <laughs> Make believe... Uh, I was super happy about him <laughs> and Spinter Sacre he was better the year and he duly obliged Dave are you taking him uh, to Spinter no, he, he wins again uh, huge I, I wouldn't I mean I'm not going to back him all down but it's very hard to see him uh, being the, the, only issue, he, the only issue is if he gets mental scars from the last time he was there and suddenly realises oh my heart doesn't draw yeah. Yeah. fair enough um, alright let us know same thing again for the Christmas hurdle Fine's colours were lowered last time can the new one or my tent of yours beat him Eugene um, same thing I wouldn't be interested in backing on 1-2 because anti-post wise I think Mullins is going to keep him you know be kid gloves with him if he's not in any way happy I don't think he'd bring him over he might decide to just go for the Irish champion hurdle the one thing I was looking at the new one as an each way bet just because away from Cheltenham he just, he just he's just he never I mean something like 10 wins 2 seconds and the 2 seconds were both super runs half length second to Zarkander in the entry hurdle when he was a novice and then a you know a close second to my tenter years when he walked through the last 3 from 4 at Kempton He'll be in the first three, but the only bookies going five to one or bigger at the moment are all going two places, and everyone going three places probably going four to one, maybe nine to two if you can get it. He, I mean, he's each right because he's de- you know nearly certain to run barring an injury. Foyne's probably going to run as well. I yeah, I'd be very very hard to see Foyne getting beat. I wouldn't fancy a fully fit my tender horse to get near him. Not long. Uh, uh, I know. No, I like the horse. I think he's a good horse. But um, he's been off a long time. He's been, no, I, so, I mean, I like I like the horse, but yeah, I wouldn't back him now. I'm not a mug. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back him when he's been off so long. But I think he's a nice horse. Um, if he, forecast if, he's, if he settles well, he's a very good very good horse. Um, now double with Sprinter Sacrum today. Pay for New Year's. Yeah, I mean, well, you could, yeah, you. I mean, if he's like not going to be four to seven on the day, oh, but yeah, but if, if you fancy his chances of running, because well, if he runs, there's, there's only six listed on Ozchecker. But they're the only ones. That obviously, the trainers will say yeah. are. More importantly, Lazo, for the champion hurdle, do you think that will affect his price if he wins? Well, do you think he'll go back out? Do you think he'll go back into solid favourite? Because he's going to be hovering around. People are looking at different alternatives like Nichols Canyon and Arctic Fire. Bookies love to just push him in as a new story. People see he's coming in. Oh, if I don't back him now, he'll go he in shorter. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what is he now? 6 to 4. <laughs> is he? He's bigger than that. I think he's like 7 to 4, even 15 days. Is like, he? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Fine, 7 yeah. to 4. He'll probably cut from like 7 to 4 and 6 to 4 or something like that. It won't be a massive. But, well, and, no, well, no, 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 they might do seven to four to five to four. That's the headline, and then they realize when well, no one's taken five to four, they just push them out six to four in yeah, a few days. Yeah, six to four yeah. days. All right, I have no opinion on the race at all, Rob. Uh, I'd like to see my, my tender years run well, but other than that, no, I have no opinion. Okay, so we're just going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back to action 
Close to the home to us here, and we're going through the absolutely brilliant card of Leopard Sound, so don't go far. We are looking for the best horse racing tipsters. Some say they are a rare breed and live in the newspaper, on the radio, and in the TV. We disagree. We think they live among us, hidden in the long grass of everyday life, scared to reveal their true selves. So we created Race Collar. A safe haven for these geniuses of the GGs. People that can get inside a horse's head. So far we have found them. On the bus. At work. Hill walking with a friend. Reading. In the gym. Being thrown out of their home. If you find them, do not approach directly. Just follow them from a safe distance on Race Caller. Okay, so thanks very much for coming back to us there. Um, so we'll start off now, lads, with the big race at Leperstown. If the King George is going to change the Gold Cup picture, I think the Lexus Chase is even more of a Gold Cup guide. You know, like the Don Polly Road to Riches. More of a test stamina-wise. I reckon even if a tour was to win a King George, I still couldn't touch him for a Gold Cup. Um, Don Polly, though, is a horse I still can't get my head around as to whether he's actually a superstar or not. He does everything in his own time, his own pace. I think he's a, he's a future national horse. I don't think he's a Gold Cup horse. I have been known to be wrong, though. So, Eugene, can you back me up on this one? Um, well, the one thing you'd say about Mullins has actually never won the Lexus before, and he's... Had a, yeah, he's never won the race. He's had a lot of very you know well fancied horses, trainers who've done well. Meads won two of the last five at Panorama and Road to Riches last year. Uh, British train runners won seven of the last ten. Paul Nichols won three of those. If you're looking for the trend, six six to eight years older won the race previously. One have had at least a run or two this season. Previous Grade One winner and proven form over three miles. Road to Riches. I would say is probably you know he's probably is very solid claims. Don Polly, he's a strange horse the way he travels, and the fact that Mullins has got such a poor record in this race would just put me off backing with those sort of odds. I I think now that sort of Jack Adam looks like it's not going to run in the race is what I'm no, hearing. So so then you know the the front two in the market kind of shorten up the the value is. I'm just looking at a complete outsider that I think yeah, is Sam Winner who was third in the race last year. He be I think he's forty to one at the moment. His his fourth in the Charlie Hall wasn't that bad a run, considering he jumped well for a long way. But he was he was he did the best of those carrying eleven ten. You know had Coney Green and many clouds behind him. The three horses ahead of him all had eleven stone flat, and that was you know, a cue card winning it before going on to win the the Betfair Chase. It looks like Nichols might send him over again. I could see him running on well for a place. And I could also see maybe this mightn't be that many runners in the race. It seems like a few. I mean, there's a fair few that are entered, which are already definitely out. So at 40 to 1, I'd say, you know, if he does turn up on the day, he'd probably be 16s or 18s, and there might not even be three places. So I'm just going to take a risk that he does go with Sam Winner and back me to out 40s. Absolutely perfect. Rob? Yeah, um, it's a tricky race because there's a lot of horses here who are very good in their day, but you just don't know if they're going to run or not. Like, Gilgambo, Apache Stronghold. I actually like all those horses. I think they're quite good on their day. Um, I think Don Polly's far too short, eleven to eight. Um, and if you're going to, if you're going to back him as well, wait. If you're going to back him, back him in running because he'll he'll trade a lot bigger in running. If down the back, if he's if he's being he being scr- copped onto the entry, he didn't. Did he not? He, he did the yeah. same thing. He never looked like he was going to be beaten at entry though. I know, I know, I know. Win until about two hours. I know he won there. La- I know he won here last year, but I would again say Leperstown probably wouldn't be his best track because the kind of horse he is. Um, I think probably. It's a big boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Noel Mead, as Eugene said, has got a good record in this race. So Road to Rich for me, three to one, tentative pick. Tentative pick. I'd be agreeing with Robert, but uh, Dave. Um, yeah, it's weird because Gigginstown have I think ten of the remaining entries in the race. Um, one of them, isn't he? No, he's not. They've Wounded Warrior, they've Royden Me, they've Surrey Champs, False Lido, False Lido, uh, Road to Riches, Bright New Dawn, Bright New Dawn, First Top. Lieutenant, and Don Polly. Clarecam. Clarecam. Yeah. Says, good luck finding out which one's going to run. So which one's going to run? Yeah. So, like, I'd be much happier to take them on with Gil Gamboa at 25 to 1. Um, he ran a much better race than it he appeared actually, yeah, first time yeah, out he, the he, last he time. He actually. Um, 
for, for just a, and a guy I know working in the stable he wasn't ready for the no he wasn't, he wasn't ready for John Durk at all he looked and he actually, said it he actually he looks he, looks that he, was, he was brought yeah. hunting two days before that race we yeah. believe so I mean he could like, have proved leaps and bounds the target like yeah. this would be the target because he's probably not good enough to go, he probably won't go to Cheltenham I don't think he'd like Cheltenham um, so it's probably this and then the Fairy House Gold Cup are probably his yeah. two main targets this season and I can see him being stripping a lot fitter for this and the Bulger knows what he's doing um, and I think 25 to 1 is a massive over priced on that I'd probably have him 16 to 1 take that now get yeah. three places and he will stay he'll stay on like you've seen how he ran the last day when Ruby I hate what really annoys me about Irish racing and even at Cheltenham why jockeys let Ruby sit in front on his own and not get bothered because he is probably one of the best clocks in his head and he just kicks away at the right time but and you he just say he the field. does I put Paul Carberry just behind him. Do yeah, no, Paul he Carberry does put Paul Carberry. Paul Carberry doesn't do it as often. Ruby Walsh is outstanding in yeah. front. It's like all Paul, he gets his praise for his holder prize. Yeah. From the front, he's outstanding. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's done it so many times from Vittori. He's done it. He's done it in Champagne Fever and two Supremes in a row. And he's probably going to do the same again on Min this year. He's not going to do Van last year. He's going to do it in King George this year as well. Actually, Dave. He probably will yeah. do it in King George this but year. But why you let him get away? He's the best jockey, and more than likely, he's probably sitting on the best horse. Then you're going to give him. We'll give him three lengths. Sit there and give him three lengths. Like so, it happens day in day out in those kind of. Poor meetings in Ireland, and you just wonder. The maidens why. most of them aren't trying to win anyway. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and bigger and chase, they're not trying to win either. Yeah. Um, but you, they did the same with Jack Adam. He just slipped the field, ran away, and but you could see Gilgan Boa staying on. He napped third in the end. I, he, he looked like he was crying out for three miles. So I think this will suit him, and probably go a good pace. And I think he, he's massively overpriced, twenty-five to one. Sure, he's a horse. He's a horse that won the the Pierce or what do they call the Boyle Sports now? The big handies, the big handies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my only. I mean, he hasn't won over three miles yet. He's never even run over three miles. No. So you you uh, can't be understand. Looking at his last run, you would have thought he'd probably get really there. Are. But and Garrett, he said it as well as blood. He really yeah. tired, but again, you can't trust him. He's, he's been trained to, as a stayer now, I believe, and I think he's had problems though. So I kind of, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till the day if he's, you know, if there's yeah. money coming from. He's gonna, it all. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll probably, I'm agree with Dave, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure he he'll run in this, will he? Like I saw Carlin for locking it, and you're like, yeah, you, you don't know. Like, is he in the Paddy Power as well? He is in the Paddy Power. Yeah, he's top weight. I can see him running that. Yeah. But the um, I like, I like Carlin for lock for the same reason. Just that he looks too big a price. He won well in Leprechaun last year. He handled heavy going. He's proven over the trip. Um, he's not a superstar. His, but again, he hates Shell. His form has worked out very badly. I mean, he hates yeah, but no, but even that that Irish Hennessy win over Fox Rock really yeah. doesn't look up to much, and even the horses in behind, you just it it doesn't look. It looks like it was a bad few races that's, he was running. That's the race Lord Widmer came absolutely oh, swinging. Oh, yeah. but he hates Leperson as well. Lord Widmer yeah. does. He's never run a good race there. But Caliphalock still, I just think twenty five to one. Always thought this horse is a bit better than he is. They keep bringing him to Cheltenham. Clearly doesn't like the track. Um, the form of his novice chase when it punches down has worked out quite well where he beat uh, John Cossack Bally Casey in Morning Assembly who unfortunately hasn't um, hasn't come out since fantastic horse yeah. I really hope he comes out this season again um, but the one I will be backing is Road to Riches a 3-1 to one. again I think people are going to get stuck into the uh, Don Polly factor I can see Don, Don Polly going in and I think Road to Riches is a scream but he was a brilliant winner of this race last year he was. and I think 3-1 to one is too big so Road to Riches for me and a small each way now on Carlingford Lock. Uh, Rob? Road to Riches for me as well, yeah. Uh, Dave? Gil Gamboa. Perfect. And, and Sam Winner each way at a big price. Absolutely do, perfect. Do so, that's, so that's on the 28th of December, but on the 26th on St. Stephen's there, that's Boxing Day to all you Brits. Um, it is the Racing Post Novice Chase. Duvan is 4 to 9. Lads, I'm itching to take him on. Um, and Eugene would you be doing the same or would you be avoiding it uh, I, yeah I, I wouldn't be backing him anyway and I do like the way Tabob jumps yeah. and the way he runs he's, he, he'd have, a, he'd have a, a good chance but Duvan just could be just far too good Tabob I think he's currently 8-1 to one, but there is money coming for him he'd have some chance he got Sizing Gold you also got maybe Kitten Rock I mean if they all turn up they all, sorry, yes, if they all turn up then at least it'll be a good race and what this is the race last year of a tour got Little turned player. over at a very short and price. Before. So yeah, I I couldn't be I couldn't be backing him at a short price, but equally he could win by twenty lengths. Um, so Doing take massive carvels. Yeah, I gave Kitten Rock in the previous show we did for the season. I think Kitten Rock has always been a chaser. Uh, finished less than ten lengths behind um, around Fahin 
the champion hurdle. He can show his class, jumped really well in debut, but he made a few mistakes, which I absolutely loved. Mm. Uh, I really like when the novice makes a few mistakes because they learn a lot more and when they jump cleanly. And very interestingly, and he really said after the race, he hadn't done one piece of work with this horse. Not one. He said he couldn't because the ground was too good. Yeah. What for the sake of that day, though? Size and titanium. Size and titanium. Bond on the weekend. Size and titanium. Yeah. But again, it's more, I wouldn't be going on the form, I'd be going more on the substance. I wouldn't either, like, but it was on, my issue is with it, there was only a length in it, and then that horse bombed. Like, that horse even, it didn't even place. If it came out and finished second or third, yeah. fine. But it didn't even place. Like, that's what put issue. me off him. No, 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 but I just think six, six to one on a horse that Eddie Grady had claimed afterwards, he hadn't done any bit of work on at all. Uh, jumped well on the whole first run back of the season. How I actually envisage this race going is that Tobob will take on Duvan up front, hopefully unsettling. He'll make it a real test of jumping. And Kitten Rock l- looks to jump very well. And I'd actually have Kitten Rock sizing John and Duvan and Duvan then finding out to finish. And Kitten Rock, so I'd be taking him on six to one, but I wouldn't massively be taking him on. <laughs> I'd have an old fiver or a tenner bet. Dave, what's your opinion on Dice? Yeah, no, Duvan is very short, but in fairness, he looks very hard to beat. You would be concerned about the Mullins record in the race over the last two years, but there's probably good reason good enough reasons behind them Kitten Rock's another one I like again he looked good first time out and he made them a couple of mistakes as you alluded to but again the form hasn't worked out um, Sizing John for me I loved the way he jumped last time um, and he just travelled imperiously he chased Duvan home in the Supreme Novices when whatever he did over hurdles was going to be a massive bonus so um, he was always going to be a chaser he's a typical sizing horse for the pots and the Bromwich horses in general tend to improve for offence. Yeah, them, and like it, it, price is probably a bit iffy for each way punters, but if, even in the without market, I can't see him not finish the second point Duvan or win the race. Rob, yeah, um, Duvan was very good at Navin. He made one mistake at the last, yeah. but he was very good. Um, I think he's. You can take him on though. You definitely can take him on. Um, he's. He's, he, I think I believe he's a slight horse. He's not very big, so Leopardstown might suit him in that respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the one I like at thirty-three to one is actually Walk to Freedom. Um, I think he's interesting on heavy ground. Um, for a place, I don't think he'll win the race, but thirty-three to one in a race that probably lacks lacks something. I get what the lads are saying about you've all gone for the kind of three horses that don't. I don't really like to Bob and Sizes and John, and I think they they're probably grade two horses. Um, but. You might have to. You but they might be good enough to beat Duvan in the day if he if he falters. So walk to freedom, thirty three to one. I'll have that. My absolute. No, Euro each way or something. The opposite. Mm. My absolute nemesis of a horse. Walk to freedom. I can't stand walk to freedom either. Um, but again, that's a pure punting dislike more than anything. Okay, lads. So we'll move on now to the twenty seventh at Leperson. The dial about Chase. Lads, we'll fly through this. I can't see underscore beaten. Uh, Rob. Um, he'll have um, he'll have all the uh, you know the, the ground will take the box and Everton will take the box. But I could if Champagne Fever turned up, I'd be very interested because I think he's he's still I think he's still interested in over fences. Um, there was kind of a rumor going around that he was going to be put back over hurdles. Yeah. yeah, that was a mad idea. I thought, but um, I wouldn't be rushing into back at one to three for under so. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be. I wouldn't back him. But I, w- I wouldn't. The race that removes all interest because it's mm. just just. It'll be interesting for the champion chase market. That's exactly. And uh, is there David Weldon? Um, no, I can't see him beating. Um, simple as like, there's nothing really in the race Perfect. that could take him on. And Eugene? Um, the problem, I guess, I just don't know what's going to run. The one thing that I noticed on the betting is that Special TR is a stand out twenty to one with Paddy Power, and y- you ignore his Navin run. And he never seems to run well at Navin. His last four runs over fences have all been very good efforts. You know, second in Tingle Creek, winning a Celebration Chase. I mean, he, he can get. He's close to the top level of these two mile chasers. Under so is probably better than him, but he's still got to prove it against you know the big boys. I just think twenty to one. If he was to turn up, I knew he was going to turn up. I'd happily take fourteens each way right he's, now. He's only eight to one with William Hill. With William Hill, so a, I mean, there's a massive variance now. The problem with that is, do Paddy Power know that he's not going for this? Because I would have thought he's not in the betting for the Desert Orchid, but that was the kind that's of race I would have. Yeah, it? yeah, that's yeah. sort of race I would have thought he would have gone yeah. for. Yeah. But he's, he's entered. Mister Sacker slipped up at all. He didn't even want to pick up mm. pieces. I, I thought, mean, he was uh, brilliant in that last year in the Barrygate. Barrygate, he went. I went. Oh, he's gone way too quick, and he just never came back to him. But yeah, no, it's not a race that. We'll get stuck into but one race over three miles and one furlong which does look to be an absolute belter of a race it is the 
Paddy Power Chase. Now, lads, uh, clearly not the easiest race in the world. I think there's 72 entries. Uh, it's a very, very tough race. But Eugene, do you have any say in this race? Yeah, so there's, it's a strong trans race. Uh, since 2013, of the 15 winners carried 10, 11 or less. So if you're looking at one, big weights are very hard to, to carry in this. Re- last four years, r- horses rated 124 to 133. You filled 14 of the 16 places. So you want to look in that kind of ratings band. A top five finish last time is you, you want um, previously running three to 12 chases. You don't want to think anything's too exposed. Uh, I don't think any of the last 10 winners had won more than one handicap chase. Last nine winners were all second or third season chasers. Troy Town uh, has been the best guide for this. A top four finish in that race. And then Tony Martin saddle the winner in 2007 and 2014. And also had a place finish in 2005, 2011, 2013. So his recent record is very good. His two winners actually were both eight-year-olds that are run a bit disappointingly in a graded handicap chase. And then were fitted with first-time headgear. Uh so Heathfield ran disappointingly in a hurdle, but it was the kind of prep you expect for a, a, a Tony Martin handicap chase plot. He gets in rated one three three. I think he'll get in. He's won over three mile four at the Punchstown Festival. He's placed on both previous times. He's yeah run at Leopardstown in handicap chases, including here last January. If Paul Townend is booked again, I give him a great chance. He's sixteenth to one at the moment. I mean, I guess you want an inside line to the Tony Martin stable before you're back in any of his anti-post. But if you think he is going to run, I think 16 to 1 is a good price. Yeah, I'd be agreeing completely with Eugene. And Heathfield, 133, just looks way too close. I think as well, the big galloping track at Lepstone will suit his horse very, very much so. And he needs to win to get it into the Nationals. So if he does run, at least we might be able to say that he definitely is trying to win. And uh, Rob... Yeah, the third in the market there, Summus Novius, was well back to punch down last time, and he won well, but I don't think he's going to get in this race. Um, and the horse that was second that day, Empire Dirt, is very well handicapped, and if he could only get his jumping together, he'd be one of, certainly for one of these races. I think he was fab for the Troy Town. I could be wrong about that, but I think oh, he was. Yeah. Um, he jumped out to his left when he ran a punch down, but that could be to his advantage here, because he's going to be going left-handed. Um, 20 to 1, I think, I'd, probably, I'd say he'd probably run the race, so that looks quite big to me. Absolutely perfect, Rob. As always, Mr. David Weldon, what, uh, what 66 to 1 shall I do on earth at first in this? Um, I think I have one, all right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have three on my radar. There's a couple of others that I'd be interested in back in, on the day, um, depending on what shows up, the likes of Security Breach, who's probably still a handicapped for months, but hasn't been seen the track in 600 days. So um, I'll wait to see if he actually shows up. The other one of Liam Burke's, My Murphy, ran on Sunday at Navin and... Whatever he did that day, he was always going to come on, come on for a run. He went to the front, was always up in the van, blew up, fell back down through the field, and then stayed on again. And that was over two miles four. So the step of the three miles is going to suit. He's 25 to one. I think he's a great chance. He definitely gets in. He'll be racing off a lovely race mate around 11 stone. Um, and the other two I liked was the job is right, who looks like a complete plot job for this race. He's had two prep runs over hurdles this season. One won them and ran finished fifth in the Cheltenham hurdle. Um, Sorry Dave, would you be worried that his main target would be the TS Jason? It might be, but... It didn't dawn, I don't think, right? It no, did, no, I, he <laughs> fell. He, he backed him last year yeah. and he fell, fell at the last. I, I, was, I was under the same impression. He's, he's handicapped for something, I just can't he, figure he out He is handicapped for something. And, like, I wouldn't be back on anti-post. Mm. I don't, I, yeah. You don't need to be back anti-post in a race like this because yeah. of 72 runners. You don't know what's going to go. Um, but if he showed up on the day, I'm actually going to let him this day. If he was there on the day, I'll be back him there because he's plotted up for... A race like this definitely and he'd be off he's 27th on the list at the moment like so he'll be racing off a lightweight he will get in and he could go on to this race and still be well handicapped to win the Estes yep. as well unless William Wallace decides to send another Jack Adam there and the last one was interesting first lieutenant ran an absolute screamer in the Hennessy, Hennessy. Brilliant race, yeah. and he's completely well handicapped based on his old form he looks to be getting his act together a little bit now since that's going off the rails and like Leverstown, he's finished second in a Hennessy and second in a Lexus as well. Like so, yeah. likes it around course and distance. So two Lexus, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, first lieutenant job is right in my Murphy. Job is right is just complete plot job. Wherever he goes this year, I'll be backing him. Absolutely perfect. So I'm on Heatfield. Um, they give his tree there. Rob Empire Dirt and Eugene. Um, I'm going for Heatfield as well. Heatfield, absolutely perfect. Okay, so we'll just take another quick commercial break. We'll be back to you then with the. Ryanair Hurdle and the Chepstow Welsh Grand National. 
Horse racing is a social sport with unsocial media. So we created Racecaller, letting you connect and compete with other race fans. You can share tips, find winners, follow top tipsters, follow favourite horses, comment on any horse or race, give thumbs up, give thumbs down, analyse your tipping performance, share with your friends, become a racing star, or just a little bit better at finding winners. Like all good communities, games are at the centre of what we do. These tipping games are free to play and let you decide who's worth listening to and who is not. Some people have said it's like the Twitter bird married a fun-loving horse. But we prefer to call it race call. Okay, so thanks very much for coming back to us there. So we'll start off now with the Ryanair hurdle on the 29th of December. We'll just be getting over our hangovers then, gentlemen. Looking forward to the uh, New Year's hangovers. And this race, of course, has been dominated by Willie Mullins. As usual, we have Nichols Canyon as the 5-4 favourite, and then Arctic Fire at 74. And Eugene, who would you fancy here? I wouldn't really be interested as a betting medium, but I think Nichols Canyon will win. The horse probably hasn't quite got the credit he deserves. I mean, barring a fall in the Grade 1 novice hurdle at this meeting last year... He pretty much well. He'd be unbeaten over two mile two or shorter over hurdles. With his only other defeat coming in the the Neptune at Cheltenham two mile five, where he never settled. He's a lovely horse, you know, real class act on the flat as well. So if you got if you got six to four in the day and Arctic, because I don't think Arctic Fire over two miles will be is good enough to beat him. To be honest, uh, so I think Nicholas Canyon will win, but I don't think it's a race to have a bet in. Really, it's absolutely perfect, Eugene and uh, Dave. As you said, like it's not really a race to get forward up and at this point not see Hurricane Fly's name there somewhere, even in the title. They could have renamed it after him. Like at the price identity thief appeals as an each way bet, but the likelihood of getting three places on the day is probably slim and none. Um and Windsor Park at ten to one, but again he's ground dependent. So between them two, Wicklow Brave as well, ten to one appeals, but between the two I I, I I don't trust... I know Nicholas Canyon, he's only unseated the rider once and he hasn't felt fallen otherwise, but I just don't trust his jumping. There's something about it that there's a tendency there for him to flap at a, a hurdle or something like that and make a mistake. Yeah, Faheen does the same thing. I know, yeah, but Faheen's the machine. It's complete... Not that's anymore, com- that, that that's bail com- is gone. That's yeah. complete <laughs> mug thing to say, by the way. As yeah, well. I know, yeah. Um, but it's just something about fight for... I'd much rather back Arctic Fire at 74 and back... Nicholas I don't Kane like for. I think he's the, the biggest horse right. that will ever flatter to see. He will, yeah. Ever. yeah. I think all he's ever done is run on after the race is over. I mean, people were saying last year, I know he looked like he was all over Jeski. I still think Jeski might have beat them in entry. And all I was saying is that I just think. Well, I don't because I backed Arctic Fire, but yeah. He ran on to be second. Yeah. Behind Faheen. I just think that's worthless for him. Uh, Faheen had beaten everything and was, you know, I think there's a different stride when you're after beating off everything as to when you're running on after being just. just plotted out the back yeah. I think it's very different form and I just think Nicholas Canyon will beat him beat him well well it's a slight difference between Nicholas Canyon's got grade one winning two mile yeah. two yeah. mile two and two mile four whereas Arctic Fire has been running on well over two miles in big races but yeah. his big wins have come over two mile four and the Liz Mullen and the Hatton's Grace go for the world so they might they might, uh, might end up being the route I don't know <laughs> that Hatton's Grace was a joke though or the Angel Herder yeah it wasn't it wasn't a great race but um, the Angel Herder will be the end Again, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so that's that's a a definite question mark there from all of us. But so Rob, yeah, I think Nichols Canyon is going to win here. I think five to four. I'll have no problem getting stuck into that. I've. Wait till the day. I think it'll be shorter in the day. I think it'll be, it'll be soft ground. I don't. I think that'll inconvenience Arctic Fire actually. Um, it looks like a better ground horse for me. I, don't, I just can't see Nichols Canyon being beaten here. I really can't. I was looking through the, the rest of the field, nothing appeals to me. So five to four. Will Mullins run the two of them? Yeah. Which is strange. I think Arctic Fire is entered in the three miler, he but he's not. He was saying both run course. He's more of a two miler to me. I'd say he's. Probably, I'd say even yeah. Willie Mullins isn't sure of the two. I'd say he said himself he doesn't know how good Nicholas Canyon is. No. Nicholas Canyon doesn't do a thing at home, no. and he said everything he's done so far, he just keeps getting better on the track. 
Arctic Fire, I'd say he does have a handle on where Arctic Fire is, but they also said they reckon they could get five or six pounds of improvement out of him because mm. they weren't hard on him last season. I'd so I'd imagine he'll throw the two of them in there and decide then, okay, which one of them is my second champion hurdle horse? Because it probably would be a waste to throw the three of them out. But why not, I suppose, well, either. Finish for a second third the champion hurdle. Like. Yeah. It's um, it's odd to me, though, that um, I know there's a lot of excuse for Faheen last time. He hung and he probably wasn't as fit as he could be, but Nicholas Canyon still beat him. And, oh, that's it. And know. he beat him well. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I completely back up and down. So Please. five to four of our horses beating Faheen, we're talking about Faheen as the next champion hurdle winner again. Our flat podcast. So for some reason, people have more of a propensity to focus on the horses that's lost than the horse that's won. Nicholas Canyon, A, David Mullen showed that he is the next big team. You know, as in, there's like, the likes of Jack Kennedy and them still have a lot of improvement to go. David Mullen is ready now to step he's ready, up. Yeah. He's, he's more he than ready. He needs a big job. He's outstanding. So he proved that he's just brilliant. He, he, he half out-taught. Faheen home, so there's something wrong there anyway. Uh, but Nicholas Canyon jumped very, very well. He doesn't jump brilliantly. I know what you're saying. He's not pretty to look at. He doesn't move well. He's a typical flat horse team, hurdler. But he gets away so quickly from the other side that it doesn't matter when he makes a mistake. I think he, he just hits the ground, gone. You know, I, I think, I think he could be the champion hurdling horses. Yeah, I think what we mentioned there before about Ruby going out in front, this could happen again. He seemed to get in rhythm out in front in, in um, the Morgiana, so that could happen again. And I wouldn't imagine they're going to, uh, you know, I'd say Paul Town would probably ride Arctic Fire. Um, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna yeah. drop him at the back, and it just could be a bit of a procession for Nicholas yeah. Canyon. Uh, Absolutely perfect, lads. So um, I would be going for Nicholas Canyon, and I think we have to mention Windsor Park, but I think he'll wait for the better ground. Uh, Dave, tentative selection um, identity because I was very impressed with him the last day in the point fifth. Perfect, Rob. And Nicholas Canyon all over. And you, Jim. Yeah, Nicholas Canyon for me too. Absolutely perfect. Okay, so now so we'll move on to the chips. So Welsh Grand National. It's ran over three miles and five furlongs. This is one of those really attritional races, won by Emperor's Choice last year, who stays longer than the uh, mother-in-law, just don't tell my girlfriend that, and the um, cracking horse. Sit down past Benvolio. Eugene, I'd be half-fancying him again. I know he's 10 pounds higher, but he stays all day. And who would you fancy in this? Yeah, so looking from a trans perspective, younger horses, horses aged six to eight have won the last 10 definitely have the best record if you just if you're just focusing on the race being run in December not January which kind of skews the age stats you got to be a bit careful of that French bred horses again do very well won five of the last ten from less than a quarter of the runners you want a horse that have had at least yeah, a run or two this year proven form over three miles you know a win and a chase over three miles at a left hand to track that's a big plus running six or fewer handicap chases and course winning form and for the older horses, the Haydock Grand National Trial or the classic chase have proven good guides. Or for the second season chasers, you're looking at the Tao Tao Novice Chase or the Harwell Trophy run here, run back in January. Um, it's very open. Bob Ford, who's two from three at Chepstow, is one of these horses who loves deep ground. All his wins seem to be in Wales, either at Fosslaz or here, when he gets ridiculous ground, he either pulls up or wins. Uh, I'd give him a chance but I just think Sago's success kind of lost his way after he won back-to-back chases then it didn't really go his way and he finally got back to his best when he won Doncaster over three miles earlier this month he's still on a decent mark and Alan King has a decent enough record in this race he'd be just the kind of improving type I think could run very well I'd give Theatre Guide a fair mention because he's just one of those really great stairs placed in a couple of Hennessy's and in one of those big staying handicap chases at the Cheltenham December meeting, he could run on well at a fairish price. But I think Sega's success around 14, 16 is, is a fair bet. Absolutely perfect. I see Paddy Power actually have him in as the 8 to 1 favourite. Um, okay, and David? Yeah, again, like the Paddy Power chase at Leperstown we were talking about earlier on, it's a race we're waiting for on the day to kind of see where the money's going and what's gotten in and that kind of stuff. But um, upswing, I thought, ran an interesting enough race at. Cheltenham the last day behind Salcedo Sunrise and I think the extra distance will help him here but he was staying, staying on toward day, yeah. yeah and probably Salcedo Sunrise got first run and he just couldn't get there um, not for the first time of the season Barry probably misjudged the ride a little bit um, but I think he's still a young enough horse only a 7 year old by beneficial could be a little bit more to come and he's about 10 to 1 like it's not a truly original selection but I think he's a good chance ok that's absolutely perfect Dave and Rob yeah, these kind of races as a flat man don't interest me whatsoever. 
Okay, um, we'll on, so we'll... Oh yeah, you've no problem, lads. To be honest, I'm going to be having a cup of tea in a mince pie. I'm not going to be watching this. Like I'm, I'll be watching a Christmas film. I'll be staying well away from this. So what's the darts? It's yeah, darts exactly. <laughs> watching James Bond. I'm not watching this at all. So you can move on. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no problem. I like two. There's one horse here who's been a horse my heart for years. Is Riggedy and Debochan. Uh getting on now? Absolutely no doubt. I've always thought he was a Welsh national horse. He just plugs on and plugs on and he will, he'll get in here off 127 after going off the charts he's ran two good races of late and I think he could be interesting and a horse of a big weight but a horse I've always wanted to see go into this race for Paul Nichols who has a terrific record in the race is Black Thunder and I think it's 16 to 1 he's the right age profile yes he's high in the weights but he always has looked to be a real stare and I've always thought of him as a Welsh national type. I see he's entered, and at 16 to 1, he's too big to pass up. So it's Riggedy and Devotion, and, um, and Black Thunder for me. It's a mince pie for Rob. And Dave? Upswing. And Sago success for me. Sago success. Absolutely perfect. Okay, lads, so last but not least, I'm going to ask each of you now for the horses, other than the races we've covered that you're looking forward to, and your nap. So Eugene, first and foremost. Um, of the other way, well... I- I was kind of thinking Alpha de Zobo might be an interesting one in that three mile Christmas hurdle because it's such a poor race now but the price actually is pretty bad and he constantly seems to finish he's three to one three to one only I think you might get seven to two in one place and then everywhere else might have eleven to four or three to one he he often seems to finish second to some really good horses like Duvan he probably would have finished second to Thistlecrack he was yeah. second to Arctic Fire last time but that kind of form just worries me actually a little bit because he might just find one too good again. He was I, fancied in that Morgiana as well. Like. Yeah, he was. And, or no, in the, was, the, was it the Hans Grace? Hans Grace, yeah. Apologies. He was, yeah. Um, so, it's, I mean, that's a really bad three-mile grade one. That's why I kind of thought Arctic Fire might actually just go for that just because he could win it easily even if he doesn't see a three miles. Um, but the one horse I'm just hoping runs is this one, Galizzi. For Ferguson, it'll run in the final the final race on the 27th at Kempton. It's a two-mile handicap hurdle that Ferguson seems to target the, the race he ran in at the Cheltenham Open meeting and then brings him on to this race. Could be, you know, early price, sort of 8-10 to 1 in the night before the morning and then be backed. Uh, I think it's, it's one for the notebook. Uh, of the, you know, the bigger races, I just, I find it so tricky to pick out much value at this stage. Yeah. I'll see you Completely agree with you, huge. And uh, Rob? Yeah, the Wayward Lad Novices Chase was one I thought was an instant race. Um, Armad won on uh, Sandown the other day when Gary Moore had his big three timer. Yeah, yeah, he, he had his yard and shit off over yeah. three tables in three, day, three days. Yeah. Sometimes in Sandown, those railway fences, you can just kind of ping them and you can get away from the field. So I thought that's what kind of what happened, and that horse might not be as good as people are talking about. I thought Vanity was really good at Kempton. I was really impressed with him. When he won, um, his novice yeah, chase. Yeah, he seemed to have run away with the Bindville as well, which was even more impressive. <laughs> he was you know? brilliant. So I think ten to eleven actually looks fairly good. For, so the Bindville's not a good jockey though. Doesn't that turn you off at all? It would turn me off a little bit there right <laughs> now, but I'm willing to take that risk. Um, and my nap would be Vanatu and Nichols Canyon. Double them up, and that'll pay for Christmas. Absolutely perfect. So. Just to clear up there, I do rate the Weinville highly. I just don't think Rob does. That, I don't, that to clear that up. <laughs> it's, it's built into the price, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. And he's Mr. actually he's actually a one to two shot, huge, would you believe? <laughs> Mr. David Weldon, who would you fancy? Um, any other races? Yeah, the str- Try and give you the one or two now. We don't want any 20 horse shortlist for every race now, please. Well, I was going to give you a 20, 20 horse <laughs> acre. <laughs> um, Strong's kind of naps on up over Christmas because there's plenty that mightn't run. I got a nap of Aylan's Boy each way in the. King George because that race kind of has a funny third place horse in it all the time Captain's Chris finished at a big Nap price and, yeah nap in the place um, which 50 the odds even is 8 to 1 so happy days um, and probably I'm looking forward to seeing Min again actually because that horse Gertine ran, yeah. ran an absolute cracker behind it and if Min goes out and wins again I'd be on to Tyner and send stick, stick that way for now handicap next year we'll, it's we'll, ruined we'll it up. it's gone now anyway like, uh, handicap thing in him He'll be around for a year or two before he's uh, handicapped. Yeah, he wants three miles. Like, but I, I, I want to see him in the game because I want to make sure that he actually is the high post. I thought he that was he brilliant. Is. I thought he was absolutely He was good. Like, but again, Ruby he got was, but he to run the race. Ruby got to run the race and most of them horses didn't want to win. Gertine was held about the back. He only got in reserve on the day. So he was obviously going to come on for a run and just ran him to kind of see what, what how good he was. And he, sh- he won a point to point. I saw the video point, of him yeah. as well. I know they're talking about this now on the final furlong but I actually saw the point to point he won he was knocked over the jockey stopped riding and let them all go away with 10 lengths 
he came back and won on the snap. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's he, want, he, he wants three no, miles. He like, came around that second last bend cruising, no, and then just thumped the second last hurdle. And then Wright just seemed to hold his hands up and go, "Yeah, grand." There's been a bit. home now for second. There's been a lot of chat about. Gertine and how good he is but I just thought Min was just the way yeah. he turned around he's just looked I mean he, he was in second gear this is the there. first time Rob in all the years of these Mullins horses that I'm actually have one foot in the bandwagon um, I think Min is by far and away unless Moonracer comes out now and does something yeah. amazing That's, I, want, I want to see him back it up I want to see him just do yeah. it again in a proper race like the bookies had a massive overreaction on the price. I know he won well. And they, he won always the they always win there. But like he, was, burned, twel- he was 12 to one before and he should have been cut into sixes at at least. Yeah, but the fact that the tour was seven to do that, I mean, yeah. that was brave call yeah. to keep him at that. But like, they haven't done it, that it's since. a maiden at the end of the day. Like, if he won, even if he'd won a novice race, it was a maiden. I, know, I have respect to Coral's stance now. Coral, Coral wrote a blog and everything just said, we're not taking one. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Back him with it's the same. It's the same thing as well, though. Mullins. Um, Richie, Richie Rube, Walsh. Walsh and he's by walking the park same side as Devan looked a carbon copy to Devan I could see him going off a very short price in uh, March yeah no, I actually have him back to 40 to 1 I did the mug team back to Andy uh, but yeah before he was laughing now though yeah well I yeah. don't know so, so Min, Min's horse and most important scene over uh, Christmas so Min's perfect yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to this Rashan he's the story of the year he bought for 8,500 tiny yard in Colin King really small owner who's 81 I really hope he wins the uh, the Knight Frank Juvenile Hurdle, I believe it's called, and I, I really hope he does. He's Rashan, and my nap at the whole Cheltenham period, as I think you can all guess it, it's uh, Don Cossack. Can't see him beaten. I can see Don Cossack doing what he did, the bunch of them got the cup. He'll wait behind him, he'll let the rest of them soften each other up, and he'll take them late. So, lads, that's everything. Don't forget now to be checking racecolor.com because we've all of those trends up online. They're all free of charge, of course, and of course, every day we've tipping games as well. So. You can spare yourself some, some betting money. You can get involved every day and we have free bets and everything else. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. And from all of us here at Race Collar, have a wonderful Christmas. Have yourself. Yeah, I got in. <laughs> we are looking for the best horse racing tipsters. Some say they are a rare breed and live in the newspaper, on the radio, and in the TV. We disagree. We think they live among us hidden in the long grass of everyday life, scared to reveal their true selves. So we created Race Collar, a safe haven for these geniuses of the GGs, people that can get inside a horse's head. So far we have found them on the bus, at work, hill walking with a friend, reading in the gym being thrown out of their home if you find them do not approach directly just follow them from a safe distance on race caller